0: to the dream podcast please rate and review the podcast because it means a lot to us and if this is helpful content to you please share it on social media so that we can add value to more people's lives please also subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening from so that we can send you new content each time the dream podcast is purposed to drive insight education empowerment and give tools for one to succeed immensely in their space and their career the dream podcast brought to you by prodigious high definition what's up world today on the dream podcast we have bonga makanya bonga makanya is a student leader and activist at wits university he's founder of the talk show youth Uncensored, censored and he's very rooted in leadership and very rooted towards changing the political issues and socio-economic issues that young people face in south africa tune in
1: and with very different opinions And that's exactly what the aim was was and still is. Let's try and show that there's people who think this is good, but there's some people that think that this is bad. And there's some people that think like this, and there's some people that think like that. Mm -hmm. So I think we should encourage different opinions and not sort of like suppress them or, 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 or basically try to silence them and try to push one particular narrative. I think we should try to reflect as many different opinions as possible.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Renee Ruth Life Coaching. Renee Ruth Life Coaching is an online counseling and psychology service that specializes in life counseling, life coaching, mental health, and couples counseling. There is also a special rate available for students using our discount code, PHD, which stands for Prodigious High Definition. You may contact Renee Ruth Life Coaching on direct message using the number 074-797-5125. this episode is sponsored by fairview bed and breakfast your home away from home fairview bed and breakfast offers great service and all the essential amenities to rejuvenate travelers fairview has two establishments in the durban north coast and balito zambali coastal resort at the corals a stay at fairview allows you to experience the best kwaZulu natal has to offer with excellence and essence If you have any queries or if you'd like to make a booking in the Durban North Guest House or the Zimbali Establishment, which is self-catering and accommodation, kindly contact 083-949-4717. And when asked about how did you find out about Fairview, kindly use the referral keyword PhD, which represents prodigious high definition. PhD, which represents prodigious high definition. This podcast is sponsored by My Fresh Start. Are you moving out of home for the first time? Whether it is to a student accommodation, boarding school, or just a new apartment, that is indeed still a big step. While the transition may be exciting and exhilarating, it can also be an anxious time for you. At My Fresh Start, this is where we come in. Our primary objective is to ease and minimize the stress of having to shop for essentials you will not have to worry about kitchen sets and other basic appliances that you might need. We have carefully crafted accommodation starter kits to help you move into your new home and give you a fresh start. Hassle-free delivery of student furnishings right to your doorstep. Which item you prefer, you don't even have to decide on that. Our starter kits are very simple, affordable and effective. If you have any queries regarding our products or to get wholesale price lists sent to you, or to make a sale, contact MyFreshStart on 065-936-6114 or email sales at MyFreshStart.biz. And when asked about how did you find out about MyFreshStart, kindly use the referral keyword PhD, which represents prodigious high definition. Good people, welcome to the Dream Podcast. I got a very special guest in today um super super excited for this conversation It's going to be a really dope one my brother are you good it's so good to have you on the dream podcast what's up are you all right
1: i'm very good thank you um it's been a long couple of days been a long week but settling into the new year um and yeah really it's really cool being here really cool speaking to you you have a pretty cool you have a pretty cool platform it's quite different um to the conventional stuff that you know people talk about on their podcast you know so i'm really excited having a chance to chat to
0: you yeah of course brother it's 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 an honor it's actually a really privilege and honor actually to explain the story um i've been following you for quite some time and, and and i've known you for quite a while but i saw you two days ago actually and two days ago i actually hit, i was like yo what's up i met you um, we bumped into one another. Then I was like, yo, let's do something like this. So it's actually cool that, you know, we can do something like this on an unconventional platform and we can then make it happen. So it it, it actually means a lot for you to be on. And I'm looking forward for us to talking and to getting into some, some in-depth insights, some uncommon insights as well. And also most importantly, what you're up to and what you've been up to as well because I know you're a pioneer for youth excellence. So I'm really excited to get into it. So but first and foremost, thank you and big ups to you for for everything that you're doing, bro.
1: No, I appreciate it so much. And I think like it was it was pretty cool so coming into you because then um obviously wouldn't have had this chance to to have a chat or whatever. Um but yeah, let's get right into it.
0: Of course, G. It was pretty cool bumping into you. So first and foremost, um, a lot of people might know you through the Youth Uncensored, right? Because that's your show that you recently launched. I think you launched it last year, last year, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around and, July, uh, mid year.
0: Yeah, yeah, mid year, al- around July, and and we saw how that how 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 well that did. What was your initial purpose with what to with the Youth Uncensored? What did you want to achieve? What was your initial objective? with the actual concept of it and did that objective come to life when you launched the the, fir- the very first video of the Youth on Take us on, on a journey of it.
1: So that, that, that came about, it was just like an idea to basically, I realized that there's a lot of different people having conversations in different parts and corners of like society and communities um and i was like it would be really cool to actually just film those conversations happening and get them on camera spread spread the message um and just try to reflect how people are thinking what they're thinking and what they're saying um obviously with the intention of um it being a progressive platform so that the type of conversations are progressive so it addresses Um, a lot of informative stuff that I think people are interested in and should be interested in. Um, But also to make it an unconventional platform where people can speak about sports, politics, business, and everything under the sun, basically. That was the objective to be like, let's reflect the conversations that are going on in society um, and and just film that and get it out there. So the first episode, actually it's actually a funny story because it's not... The first episode you guys see was actually the second episode before the first episode um it gained a lot of traction and for good reasons and for for bad reasons and then we had to sort of like take it down. It was really controversial um very very controversial first video and the sad thing is that it was it was exactly how people think, and that's why we wanted to get it out there so that we can say like this these are some of the things that we think people are not talking about enough and when they are talking about it they're saying some really bad things and it's um and then people took it the wrong way and then we ended up having to remove that Mm first. but then from there onwards um we've been receiving some really good feedback on some of the content we're putting out um i'm sure you've seen if you've seen some of the episodes um, so a lot of people like yeah. uh, what we put out obviously it's still a very, a very small platform but hopefully it will grow strength to strength um especially with the new year we've got some really cool people joining um, yeah. we have a lot of plans yeah
0: and that's pretty cool we can have you speak a little bit about what it is that you have planned etc especially for the new year i mean that's the main intention of why i did the interview beginning of the year so we can speak about the the new year and you know your plans as well and i like what you said about how um the conversations are are taking place you know i think you said the conversations maybe like aren't really taking place i think they are taking place but it's just that what you did differently was you you were able to be bold enough to put it out there you know what i mean it's so weird how people sometimes will come at you or people will treat you or label you a different way because of you having the bold and the courage to put it out there not that you had the conversation because a lot of conversations are are taking place you know i'm sure even us yeah when we listened to the youth and that episode that you spoke about, that was controversial. It wasn't the first time hearing people say those kind of things, right? It's just that those yeah. things don't get documented. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's a very dangerous thing that people tend to do because if even in that conversation, you, you had about four or five people involved in that uh, conversation. It was about four or five different voices and with very different opinions. And that's exactly what the aim was was and still is. Let's try and show that there's people who think this is good, but there's some people that think that this is bad. And there's some people that think like this, and there's some people that think like that. And then we want to leave it up to people to make their own decisions, to be like, okay. um, So, for example, let's say we're having a chat about 5G. And let's say I think that 5G is a bad thing, uh, and that it's going to cause corona and do all sorts of bad things in the world. And you think it's an excellent thing it's going to provide uh, more connectivity Uh, people have now access to more information and quicker access to information we want to reflect that and not just show like one part of the conversation where the conventional part where people are saying it's a good thing or whatever we also want to show that there are people that think it's a bad thing and leave it up to the viewer to decide that okay no actually i think 5g is a good thing or i think it's a bad thing having seen all the different um, opinions that um, young people have or whatever. So that's what I mean when I say, it's a bit dangerous when people want to silence voices that they don't agree with because in doing that, you don't grow, especially in learning. I think the more adverse the other person that you're talking to and the more different they are, the more you learn about yourself and the more, um, you know, society and just people are just better off like that. the more there's different opinions.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think we
1: should encourage different opinions and not sort of like suppress them or or or, or 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 basically try to silence them and try to push one particular narrative. I think we should try to reflect as many different opinions as possible.
0: Yeah. And another thing I've noticed is you're into politics a lot. Am I correct? I went to? You are into politics a lot.
1: Uh, relatively, I guess you can say that. Uh I think we're all interest. I think we all all are into politics, in mm. different ways. But yeah, you, I guess you can say that.
0: Mm. Okay, that's pretty dope, brother. And I saw that you 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 met with the president. You met with the former presidents, and then you met with uh this year last year uh, late last year then you met with the former president's son right so you met with the former president which was, which was jacob zuma and then you met with his son which was D- Zuma. so you had conversations with the both of them put us in put us in the room of how the conversations were were there any similarities or were any were there any differences and how do you think uh relatively those conversations that you have um, you know, have the ability, had the ability to kind of change your mindsets on, on, on particular things or confirm some things that you were, you had yeah. on your mind at that very moment in time. Put us in the room, like, you know what I mean?
1: I think, I think, I think it, it, it more or less confirmed what I thought, but to a greater extent, especially, I mean, like, I'll take you through a conversation with um, the former president. Like, I, I, obviously, when you see videos and, 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 snippets of him or whatever, you can see that he's a pretty relaxed guy. He's always laughing whatever, whatever. So I wasn't really expecting a hostile conversation or very anything like that. But when I got there, um, he was like really, really like chilled. If I can just put it like that. Like he was such a lady, you would not say he's a former president. You know what I mean? Um, he was very open and, and honest about what he thinks and way uh, in terms of the actual conversation like there was nothing off the table and there was nothing um where he's like i don't know some showing some sort of senior seniority i don't know if that makes any sense but you know when you're speaking to someone say you're speaking to uh your elder or your boss or i don't know a teacher or whatever if there's some sort of position of power there or whatever there's always going to be a barrier to to the how comfortable you are in the conversation and i think he was such a really humble guy like um i mean there was a point where i think they offered uh something to drink or whatever and like i can't really explain but i was shocked at how chilled this person was um especially for him being a former president um, and his age. And, you know, there's a lot of cultural things that you'd expect someone to to maybe to be a bit reserved or a bit, um, I don't even know the, the correct word at this point, but yeah, I was a very laid back guy. And yeah, we had a chat about all the things under the sun from politics, and, um, you know, we spoke about his policy, um, the good things and the bad things. And like I was very surprised at how, relaxed he was and open-minded he was um we spoke about his administration we spoke about um, the current administration and yeah he's a very laid-back and open-minded uh person um and yeah so the 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 nature of that uh, meeting or it was more of a uh, professional one because we had plans to work with the foundation from of its um student leadership uh, uh the foundation there's a lot of programs we wanted to run in terms of uh financial literacy uh some career guidance um there's a lot of community outreach programs that we wanted to do that extended beyond the walls of it and so we reached out to various foundations and various people and one of them who answered back to us was uh, the, uh, the former president, and then yeah, we basically just had a chat about that, but more it was more of an informal conversation about other things as well.
0: That's pretty cool, and then put us in perspective with the the the, the conversation with the son. Then,
1: yeah, so his his son, um, it was more it was it was two sided. We first of all the youth uncensored channel. Um, we wanted to have him on and then, so we we then arranged a meeting to go meet up and then um, we met here in Durban and I I recently came back from Joburg, so we meant to go discuss the logistics of that um, in terms of uh, chat about uh, his life, what he's up to right now, it was very informal. um, Yeah, but the purpose of that was to talk about the youth uncensored and uh getting him on the show and he was really really keen to support um and then also more than that there was because he's starting his journey in student my student politics but in politics in general and he's he's a pretty young guy relative to the political space in the country so i think he's been going around universities or whatever and we were like if if he wants to come to bits to Um, do any programs or anything like that that can assist what we're doing already or whatever, we wouldn't mind being involved. So we also looked at at that element of it as well, that like within the student leadership space, there's a a lot of support we can get from uh, various... uh, It was just about him coming onto the show, um, which he agreed. And then, yeah, we're looking at also doing some programs with him as well for for next year especially
0: because you're starting this political journey Mm -hmm. okay that's pretty cool brother wish you wishing you all the best for that and uh it it would be relevant for you to be in those spaces and in those rooms because you're also a student leader and activist um adverts how's your journey been there and what what are the, the 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 most prominent things that you've learned and what are you dedicating yourself towards doing um, to shifting boundaries and redefining boundaries in that space and then maybe also challenging the narrative a little.
1: Yeah, uh, So, like, that's that's been a really cool space to be in. Um, like, I've learned so much from student leadership. And, like, people talk about politics and they want to narrow it down. To maybe, I don't know, the ANC, the EFF, or the DA. But what I've learned, especially in my time there, like, leading in uh, student leadership bodies is that Impacting people's lives is, 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 is beyond um, political slogans and political badges. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways there, that like, there's a lot of young people that are dedicated to just trying to help other young people enter into the space, flourish into the space, and also cope in the space as well. And young people doing extraordinary things outside the walls of universities trying to conscientize society, shaping their thinking um, in terms of uh, like, for example, something that coming into this, which I knew was wrong, but wasn't really informed about, for example, is conversations around patriarchy, rape culture, things like that. And that's a conversation that's not just limited to students leadership, but it's a conversation that extends into all corners of society. So, so that's where these types of conversations start. They start from like these young activists, student leaders who don't necessarily represent, some of them obviously do wear political badges, but they just want to change how people think, how people do things. And like the more they, they, there's these seminars or whatever, like people going online and using social media to their advantage to advance these forms of thinking. Um, that's something I've learned a great deal about Ughuti. Like there's people really trying to impact society um to make it a better place um and make it a place where people can actually uh do something of themselves you know and i thought that was pretty cool because it 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 really challenges you to not think about yourself try to think about others and really broaden your perspective and you really grow a lot so i've really grown from from various interactions with different people
0: Mm, mm, that's pretty cool so what are you planning on on, on doing, especially in 2021. I feel like 2021 is a year where a lot of people who are at the front end, a lot of people who are at the back end are, are very, uh, I don't know, dependent on those who are on the front end to kind of make a difference and an impact and be a bridge in some way, shape or form, you know? So, I mean, you as a leader, not even only a student leader, but as a, but as a leader in your construct and space, a lot of, you know young people are, are very observant of you and and the things that you do so you as a leader um, what are you dedicating yourself for what have what do you have under wraps or planning to probably do this year um to kind of contribute towards the human body and maybe also contribute towards uh, society as a whole in south africa as a whole
1: well i mean like for for, for example now is a very stressful year for for students and for for young people trying to enter into the student space whatever or the university space so i'll be going back to Joburg um in the next couple of weeks um to go back and focus on uh the student leadership space um i'm part of the subcommittee for the treasurer general's office as well as the uh, presidency's office so we'll be doing a lot of work trying to assist um just ordinary students with a lot of issues financial exclusions, academic exclusions, um, people with historical debts trying to register. Um, I mean, you have to owe less than 10,000 rand, for example, for you to be able to register. Mm. So which is something that's ridiculous. A lot of people can't, the fees alone are quite exorbitant. I don't know if you saw like, there was a story of, not a story, but there was a girl, medical student, final year, she was owing something like 450,000 rand and she had to pay that. Otherwise she wasn't gonna be allowed to, to, to graduate, not even register to graduate. Mm. And if she couldn't graduate, she couldn't find a job and things like that. So there's a lot of stories like that, that we'll be going back to and attending to. Um, there's people there already. Um, I, I've had some commitments here at, at home uh, in Durban that I had to deal yeah. with. Um, but yeah, in the next couple of weeks, uh, month or so, I'll be dealing with those issues directly. And then in terms of my personal stuff, It's just finishing off, um, obviously, another main priority is my economic science uh, degree, which I want to just finish off and probably do my honours next year. Um, And then, obviously, this like small, small, I don't want to call it a business right now because at this point it's not really a business, but I'll call it a hobby with the Youth Uncensored, the talk show, really try to grow it, reach. uh, More people, I think more people need to see these different conversations, yeah. you know, try to add more people to the team, have a bit more of a diverse, diverse team, yeah. you know, and really try to work on that. Um, yeah, and, and, and I mean, I've also done some work with the Charlotte Muck Institute, and this year it's their 150th uh, anniversary of whom I'm yeah. So <laughs> there's also like a few programs there that um, I'll be involved with so yeah there's a lot of things uh there's a lot of things but mainly it's just academics uh the talk shows some working with ngos as well as obviously working in the student leadership body uh space yeah.
0: okay that's pretty cool bro and I, I i like how you touched on how you're trying to solve and eradicate the problem of financial exclusion especially in 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 that specific institution at vids has it been hard to trying to get into that space and change it systematically and what do you think is the way forward to to change um a situation like that i mean i know to take to change something like that requires a lot of systematic efforts um a lot of policy changing etc especially for that particular institution how what do you <laughs> think is the way forward for it
1: without putting it think too much. The education And I think we've made some positive strides in efforts for free education, but without looking at too much into politics. Like the call for free education is literally just saying that if people have the marks and they have uh, the will, then they should be allowed to go to university for free. Um, It shouldn't be looked at. It should be looked at as a public good and not as a as like a luxury good or commodity that people have to pay for. I think it's ridiculous that you have. Lots and lots of people who have the marks but can't afford to register, can't afford to, um, what's this even come in first year to because I mean, at alone, I think it's like 14,000 rand if you want to register. Now, where are you going to get that in uh, in Jan? There's been systems in place within the university to be like to waive that fee, or whatever, but all in all, for the the better good of society in general, the the only solution is literally just free education. And they've been strides with the Fizmas Four movement to 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 have that. Like you said, it's going to take a lot of policy change, a lot of uh, policy efforts. But there has to be free education. There's no other way because, I mean, if you have accommodation and you have um, fees, it's about a hundred thousand rand every year to go to school excluding excluding maybe like food allowance and things like that. So it's a lot of money to, 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 to go to school. And that's a problem because we have a lot of young people who have the potential to contribute to, to our society meaningfully, yeah. but they end up not because of, of, of their financial situation, which is not fair because it means education only becomes for a small group of people who can afford, mm. um, to go. And I mean I'm sure you and I both know the inequality gaps uh within our country. So that's the only solution. It's 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 political will to make education free. Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, even the fact that there's a rise in young people creating platforms to to, to provide education, insights, you know, etc. And, and and knowledge and there's a rise in that a very large rise it's it's because we see that the, the education issue is, is sort of you know a problem and not many people especially young people and underprivileged young people are uh, African ethnic young people don't have access to that you know they don't have access to um, tertiary institution education or higher education facilities etc so I mean we try do this I mean what we're doing now you know, for somebody to be able to listen to this on its own, that's you know an educational intervention on its own, you know. And what you guys are doing with the youth uncensored, etc. So there's just a ri- yeah. there's yeah. just a rise in young people trying to be like, okay, we get that this is not working, so we're trying to dedicate ourselves towards making it work. Do you think so?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of young people doing lots of positive things as like social. Violence. Volunteers um, in their various communities. Like, there's a lot of positive strikes, but at the end of the day, you can have as many NGOs and as many willing for young people doing things. But you can have as many young people with the will to, to, to transform and whatever. But at the end of the day, we need people in um, systems of government, systems of business. Um, to, 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 to basically actually make tangible change and actually roll out infrastructure for people to have access to all. Uh, because, I mean, the, the policies are there and they, they are instruments, um, for example, with banks uh, that give out student loans, people to access education, which is not a government thing, for example. Um, there are companies that have uh, bursary schemes um, and whatever, but there's just not enough. So we, need, we do actually need more young people in, 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 in the political space mm. who can directly and tangibly influence sort of like uh, uh, the material conditions of people and not just the the, the, the idea, which is like, because, I mean, you and I can agree that we need it, but if you and I are not in a position to do anything about it, then what good is that? You know what I mean? hmm mm
0: so but i like how you said we need a lot of young people in politics do you think that the way politics is now or the 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 perception of how politics is in our country especially right now is one of the main reasons why young people don't necessarily participate in it or want to engage in anything politically related especially young people who know they have a strength point in it or who know they can contribute in it or who have an interest in learning it more in depth and more broad?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the political space is very it's like, it's, it's very discouraging for young people to, to, to enter. There's a lot of barriers barriers to entry. Um, I mean, number one, it's, it's a highly patriarchal place. So when you look at the political landscape, most of our leaders or whatever, it's mostly old men or, or, or whatever. I mean, there have been strides on a policy level, especially across organizations to to make sure that there is gender representation, but more and large, the people making the decisions of uh, large decisions are largely uh, like black men. And that in itself is discouraging, I'm sure, for like young women who want to enter into positions of power and, you can see that the space is like I mean, at Vitz alone, you enter into the political space, and there's a lot of men. So we need to create a space that encourages different people and all groups of people to want to enter into politics. Um, that that can happen firstly through representation, um, seeing people that look like you. Um, I think I think we made positive strides. We almost had a female president of the ANC. Yeah, um, we have a female. We have a female public protector, for example. those are all positive strides in, in, in even if you disagree with their politics or you disagree with their decisions or whatever, in terms of the representation, you don't understand how far a long way it goes for people who've never seen themselves um, in those positions. So the first thing for me is, will always be representation, like we need to create a more diverse um, leadership sort of structure or whatever. That's the first thing. And then number two, we need to encourage more young young people to enter into the space, um, and not just through slogans or whatever, but people who actually wanna make. Because the problem is that there's, there's been a lot of people who've seen politics as a means to re- enrich themselves. Um, so they'll say, okay, I, I should it. they wanna get into politics so they can get tenders. That's the perception, man. yeah. Which is the wrong perception because as a friend of mine. There's a friend of mine who actually once told me that everyone, all of us are in politics. If, if, you, if, you want, if you think there's something wrong in society and you want to actively change it and you've noticed it and you think it's wrong and you've voiced out your opinion about it, then automatically you're involved in politics as for as long as you have an opinion on something that's happening in in our society you're already involved in politics so politics is not just wearing an anc t shirt or an eff beret and chanting slogans if you're actively trying to make the world a better place or whatever then you're in the political space already most people don't realize it so we just need to encourage that type of thinking more than we encourage or when you see like like a, a, a over display of opulence from our political leaders and then mm. we assume that that's what politics is we think driving a golf 7r and wearing an and t-shirt that's what that's what the narrative becomes about politicians and politics but if it, if we just look at it as just people trying to change society for the better um, that's i think that encourages more people to to want to join and understand more about these organizations because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't actually understand um, the ANC. They don't understand the EFF. They don't understand the DA. They don't understand uh, the Freedom from Class. All these different political organisations. So then they end up having misinformed opinions about them. There's a lot of positive things about the EFF. There's a lot of positive things about the the ANC. There's a lot of positive things about the DA. There's also a very negative things about. Them. Yeah. So there's also very negative things about all these organisations. On an and on an ideological level, yeah. on a practical level, like, it's a very complex thing in terms of, um, and I think we should take more effort into educating ourselves about what these organizations actually are and what they actually stand for. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Before formulating an opinion about them.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, like, ETA, I- I- for example, is a right-wing, like, it's very funny. A lot of people actually believe in the policies of the DA more than they know. So you find a lot of people who are who are, who are very capitalistic in nature and would not want socialism. Yeah. Um, but the ANC and the EFF call for socialism all the time. Do you hear what I'm saying? But they'll probably align with the ANC or the EFF because the people in positions of power, they look like them and most of the people look like them. Yeah. But if you actually explain these different policies and, and ideologies of these organizations, you actually find the uh, asy for example, the IFP is a nationalist party. It's, it's it's very pro-nationalism. It's not really touching too much on socialism as much as the EFF, which is quite radical. It'll talk about land, uh, redistribution, all those things. Yeah. And whereas OTA will talk about uh, property rights. So you will find a lot of young black uh, business owners who will tell you now that they want to run their own businesses. They want to uh, own the land they have they don't want the states to own that land yeah. if you listen to the EFF and the ANC they'll tell you now see uh, the this the land should belong to the state there's a lot of nuances that people don't understand about these political organizations and they end up having very misinformed opinions um about them
0: yeah mm. so you 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 would you would, moti- you would motivate and you know want to say that people should especially young people should educate themselves about uh, different policies and you know what political parties actually stand for more than what they stand for on the surface or more than what we know to be on the surface so we should actually educate ourselves more in depth and much more in depth about about these things before we make you know an opinion or before we form an opinion about them right
1: yeah definitely and like I, I, I don't know your political views or whatever but and I don't, and I wouldn't want to assume but even me I used to just think the DA is just a white party the EFF is just Malema is just a madman who, yeah. who's crazy or whatever and he's always talking very radical things until I actually sat down and invested my time into listening to Julius Malema and I was like this guy actually talks a lot of sense so I sat down listened to Hiddenzilla and all these DA because I'm like I don't agree with their policies, but I understand what they, what they represent more than I understood um, five, ten years ago, where I just thought it was a party for white people. Now, I disagree with them, but I have better reasons to disagree with them. Mm. I listened to the ANC, and I liked it because at home, people were, were, were pro-ANC, but having learned the history and learned their policies and their ideas, I actually now like it for what they, what they actually are, not what they look like
0: yeah yeah Mm, i like that i like that brother that's 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 a gem for real